History Nerds and Historians. My name is Christina and this is F-Dump Cryptozoology. This is where we talk about a little bit about cryptid. That's super fucked up. Merry fucking cryptmas. Today we're talking about the Danganek, which is a African cryptid that is probably one of the weirdest ones that I've researched thus far. And you know what else is weird? Me. And also asking people to join my Patreon. But this is also the month that has the most amount of listeners for me historically. And now that I'm getting ready to be done with grad school, I'd really like to be able to get to the point where I can just do this podcast full time. Like that's just like my dream at this point because I love it and all of you listeners so much. And to be able to do it full time, I need to make a little bit of income from it. I'll still keep doing it regardless because I love it. And what else am I going to do with my free time? Uh, But yeah, if you'd like to support the show, you can support the show. Uh, Anyway, let's get on to the cryptid madness. Sit back, relax and practice your, oh, good God, what the fuck pieces. So the Danganek had its first reported sighting in 1907 in East Africa around Kenya, although there was one admittedly unreliable source that said West Africa. Again, if you peep my sources, cryptids are mostly hearsay and oral traditions. Finding reliable sources for these lesser known ones that I'm also trying to highlight can be incredibly difficult. During this time, there was a lot of European explorers that were venturing into Africa to mostly like poach and steal cultural artifacts and grave rob. So this first sighting in 1907 was by John Alfred Jordan, who was a big game hunter and ivory poacher who had gotten to a lot of trouble multiple times for this poaching and ivory hunting, who said that he saw a long fanged aquatic animal with plated scales. He was on a safari a couple years later with a man named Edgar Beecher Bronson, who described Jordan's encounter in more detail in his 1910 book called Enclosed Territory. He called it the jungle walrus. He said that the African men that were traveling with Jordan ran over to him and were just like frightened out of their mind and said that they saw this creature. And Jordan said that he wouldn't believe it until he saw it for himself. And so he went and he like trekked to the area where they said that they saw it. And then he saw it for himself. He said it was floating in the water, 14 or 15 feet long, with, quote, a head as big as a lioness, but shaped and marked like a leopard, two long white fangs sticking down straight out of its upper jaw, back broad as a hippo, scaled like an armadillo, but colored and marked like a leopard, and a broad fin tail. He also describes the tracks it left in the mud as wide, the diameter of a hippo, but clawed like a reptile. He goes on to say that they shot it with a 303 caliber rifle and only angered it. And that upset Bronson because he feels that he could easily get like five to 10,000 quid if they were able to kill it and catch it, which is about 500,000 to a million pounds or 610,000 to $1.2 million today. Jordan and his men continued to look for it over the next couple days, but never saw it again or even found its tracks again. 
Bronson was intrigued by this, probably because of the price tag that he associated with it. And he started interviewing people, including a man named James Martin, who he described as a, quote, ex-collector, who told him that he was in Uganda, the next country over from Kenya in the Lake Victoria area, where there was a giant water serpent or reptile that was worshipped by the natives because apparently when it's seen, prosperity follows. Someone else he spoke to said that they called this creature the Laquata, but the Laquata is actually a river monster, so that doesn't sound like this at all. Again, kind of like I mentioned in the last episode, a lot of times these stories will try to like link it to indigenous stories, but then they don't actually like look into the indigenous stories and fact check it as much fact checking as you can do with these kinds of things uh, and just like come up empty. In 1913, Charles William Hobley republished Bronson's recount of Jordan's encounter in the Journal of East Africa, Uganda, Natural History Society. So yes, he republished an account of an account of an account, really. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. He said that he and all of his colleagues thought that it was a traveler's tale at first from a man that they consistently had issues with. But at some point in the last three years, he had encountered a man who was just wandering around the Mara River in Kenya, who said that in Lake Victoria, he saw a beast that he described as probably 16 feet long, but couldn't actually see the tail because it was in the water. But it was spotted like a leopard and covered in scales and had a head like an otter that was drifting down the river on a log. This unnamed man fired at it. It slid off the log and was never seen again. In these two instances of hearsay, with no concrete evidence, is enough to substantiate the claim. What are we, in Salem in 1692? Jeez. In 1918, John Alfred Jordan wrote an article about his experience and said that his evidence for the Dinganek was positive and believable. And it was probably descended from some sort of prehistoric creature that hadn't been discovered yet. And what can only be interpreted... As racism, basically saying that because the people who he considers civilized are still discovering the continent, therefore, they haven't discovered this animal because, you know, there hasn't been like civilizations in Africa for hundreds of thousands of years and all humans aren't from what is now Africa. No, 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 no. The civilized people are the white men from Europe, of course. So he finishes this little article by saying that there's never been any actual evidence outside of what he saw, but like, trust me, bro, it totally exists. So if you ever find yourself around Kenya or Lake Victoria, keep an eye out for the Dinganak. And that's where we're going to leave it today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, please consider subscribing or leaving a review or joining my Patreon. And remember, friends, history may be watching you, so don't fuck it up. And be careful of the ones. Bye.